You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. For uh, seventh week, we're going to be preaching on the rich fool. And when we talk about the parable of the rich fool, maybe some of you would think that it's, a, it's very, uh, very, like, you would question it in a way that it's like an oxymoron. Something that's, that's there, there's something wrong here. Rich, how can a rich person be a fool? If we associate something like a fool, he shouldn't be rich or that rich. Or how can be a, a, a fool be rich? It's an oxymoron. Two things that are, that, that, are, that are different, that are put together. And that's how Jesus presents us always with every parable. He would put into light something that we're so used to and would put it to good use. Something our, all of us can relate to or are part of the situation. And He can shed light on it. So that we would understand it from our perspective and move us to action. Move us to action with a change of mind, change in, 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 even in our shift of our mind. Now, um, in Luke 12, verse 13, let's read. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? This is Jesus. And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable. The background of this is, God, uh, Jesus was actually preaching to a crowd, preaching about, about God's kingdom, preaching about eternity, how to get saved, how to, how, to, um, uh, how to get to heaven. But there was somebody in the crowd who, I do believe, wasn't actually listening. Because he had, them, he had a question in his mind. He, was asked, he wanted to ask about his earthly possession. It seems like he wasn't actually listening. Because instead of, instead of focusing on what Jesus was preaching, on how, how to get to heaven, how to live, it, to live in eternity, how to enjoy and to have eternal hope, he was actually thinking about his money. How he would be able to get his half of the share from his father's inheritance. He even had the guts to tell Jesus what to do. He was actually telling him, Can you tell my brother to divide the loot? To divide the money, to divide the inheritance and give me some. Sometimes when we pray, sometimes when we, when we actually ask for guidance, ask a teacher, ask for wisdom, we would only like to listen on a certain answer. Is that right? That's our human nature. Sometimes you say, okay, pastor, um, can, I, can you please pray for us, for me and my wife? Can you ask God to change the... My, the, the nature of my wife's heart. Sometimes we, t- sometimes we tend to do that. We forgot, when we look at the mirror, we forgot that there's a big plank there. We forgot all about us and started praying, started inquiring, started uh, uh, inquiring to God, asking God to change somebody else's heart instead of our hearts. This parable should move us. When, when Jesus... Um, before Jesus refused to do what this guy was requesting, he said, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. He was actually warning us and telling us. 
Instead of helping that person, He exposes that person's heart. What is the condition of our heart? Are we after all of this? Um, come to think of it, I, I, I ask this question, why in the first place this person went to Jesus? Why, why Jesus? Why ask Jesus? Why, why Him? Three things. First, that culture before, we always look for wisdom from teachers. We would, look, we, would, we would look for rabbis, teachers to give us wisdom. Second, is that during that time, there's no arbiter or judges before. Okay, there were no courts yet. No Supreme Courts, no Hall of Justice. So they would, they would go directly to a, to, to, to a teacher to ask. And then lastly, this is, this is very striking. He knew who Jesus was. He knew Jesus' nature. Kilala niya si Jesus. He knew all along that He preaches about money. He preaches about prosperity. He preaches about... Point, point in fact, out of the 39 parables... 11 out of the 39 parables talk about possession, talk about wealth, talk about money. 11 out of 39. So he knew who he was and he was asking. He was, he was trying to ask that he mediate or be an arbiter. But Jesus said no, he refused him. Let's use this parable now to minister to our hearts, to the condition of our hearts. The money that, we're, that, that is coming in, the money that we're saving, if we don't have a change of heart, that money won't last long. Even if you try to invest it in the highest yielding uh, investment, if, the, if our perspective and our heart is not right, we would spend it not wisely but stupidly. We would. Let this parable now minister to our heart, change our perspective, and change our view of what wealth is for and what is wealth. Change our view. Change our action. In uh, Luke 12, 34, Jesus said, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, what you treasure, what you value, what you invest on, how you see stuff, how you see... God's blessings, how you see His rewards, and ultimately how we see Jesus, what relationship we have with Him. The movement of, our, of your money signifies the movement of your heart. If you look at money, it's just a what? It's just a paper, right? It's just a paper. If it, this coin is just a piece of metal. If you look at it, it's, it's, it, it's useless. Value comes in because we exchange this for certain goods, certain services, products. Then value. Then, then comes the value. But sometimes because of this paper and this metal, it takes more value in our hearts than God, than serving God, than, than, than obeying Him. Sometimes we even tend to compromise. Why? For money's sake. Because I would earn more. The yield is higher. You, you, you put away wisdom. Why? Because the, and compromise. Why? Because the yield is higher. We don't pay our taxes. Taxes. Why? Sayang. It's a waste of money. What are we living for? What are we teaching our children? 
I had a change of perspective about money. First, because I lost a lot of it. I lost a lot at a very young age. I lost more than a lot. A lot, a lot. And then I had a change of perspective when I had children. But now I knew I have to teach my children. I have to be a good example to my children in how I treat money. I look at money. I earn money. How I save money and what money is for. So what are we living for? Are we living for the temporary comforts of life? Where are we investing? How, how, how do we earn money? Why do we earn money? I'm not saying all of us have to be lazy. No. Okay? I'm not saying not to invest. I'm not saying not to save. Yes, we have to save up. Save up for the future. Invest. The stock market is going down. It's good to buy. But the question always is, what is the money for? When you earn, when God blesses you with His blessing, with give, He gives you His reward, what is it for? Who is it for? What is it doing to us? If you don't have money, or if you have money, what is it doing to us? The conditions of our heart. Start with the parable. The land of a rich man produced plentifully, and he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grains with all my goods. Look at this, this, this businessman. He's doing good. Responsible businessman. He invests and he earned a lot. Actually, look, look, just looking at it now, he earned double. Why? He had to tear down his barn. It means it's already full. So he had to tear it down. He's expanding. Business is good. But does it look good? Maybe it looks good in the outside. But wait, what is in the inside? How does it look in the inside? And I will say my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. This was the actual condition of his heart. God has blessed him a lot. His earning. But then, the condition of his heart is that, okay, it is to spend. It is to be merry. Money was saying to the rich fool, I am your life. If you lose me, you lose very large part of your life. Is money like that in you? Money is everything for you. Money was saying life will be real life, truly life, if you have me. Or if you are less, then you are not blessed. Life and God's blessings are to be enjoyed in accordance to God's will and plan for our lives. Let me repeat that. Life, your life, our lives, and God's blessings are to be enjoyed in accordance to God's will and plan for our lives. That means all the blessings is for His glory and His glory alone. It will make our lives comfortable, but the joy should always be there in the presence of God. Not a substitute of God. I'm turning 43 in a, in, in, in a few days. And uh, I, remember, I remember when I was young, my plan is to be retired at the age of 40. I had plans of how many cars, how many trips per year, how many houses, how many uh, days in a week I can play golf. That was my plan. 
that was that was that was my plan for my life. He took one he took one by one each one. He took it away one by one. And I praise God that he did. Because I didn't know that slowly I was falling apart from my wife. I was actually destroying my family slowly. The business was gone, so it, it was already gone. I was so much in debt that I, I was even blinded that I still have something to show for. Money can corrupt not just our minds, but when it, it gets to our heart, then we will surely be blinded. I remember the story of the um, Illusoria family. I, that I follow, that I've been following for decades. For decades, they've been, they've been fighting over uh, uh, money. Billions and trillions of money. One of the very prominent uh, corporations that they own is Baguio Country Club. When their father, when their patriarch got senile, they hostage him. One, one side of the family, one side of the sibling, hostage the senile patriarch. Not, not is showing to them why. Because of inheritance. And lately, lately around March of this year, when the matriarch died, they hostaged the urn containing the remains of the mom. Do you want money to do that to your family? Break you apart. Do you want because of money, you'll be like hostage. You'll be like chained. I remember how, I love how Paul reminded us in 1 Timothy verse 6. Uh, chapter 6, verse 9, where he said, Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desire that plunge people into ruin and destruction. How many of you have heard that with money you gain more relatives? That may be true. But also with money it divides the unity in the family. How many of you have experienced that of, or have seen that? Senseless use of money. If you're Focus on money, on the rewards, and not Jesus. On not having money as your bless, as a blessing from God and blessing to others. It could ruin and destroy relationships. It can even destroy your relationship with God. Something's missing with this rich fool. Greed has replaced God with things. It was greed, covetousness, that crept inside his heart. God provided him. Remember, his, he, he lives in plenty. He's very responsible. He was earning a lot. So God was providing for him, right? He was, there was provision. The rain came and there, there was sunshine for their crops to grow a lot. God gave him the ability to produce wealth. God gave him skills, business skills to make it grow. God even gave him health. But all of those he forgot. Instead of being grateful... He became greedy. He became greedy. He wanted more. He forgot that it was actually God who blessed him. God who provided for him. When there was luck, he would pray to God. But when the blessing came, he, or sometimes we, would forget God. Forget God. And sometimes, even in our lowest point, we would even blame God for our miseries. What was the condition of his heart? That was the condition of his heart. It was all about what he wanted out of life. And all he wanted out of life is to eat, drink, and be merry. There's nothing wrong. 
There's nothing wrong. Wait, wait, wait. There's nothing wrong to eat. Look at me. It's okay. It's okay to eat. Drink and be merry. It, it, it's okay to relax. It's okay to be merry. But if it gets in the way of worshiping God, then there's something wrong. If we forget to be grateful to God, then we tend to become more greedy and greedier and greedier. Then it's not right. His possession ended up possessing him. Verse 20, But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? Then it came. Death comes. God said, It is time. Since you've been so focused on filling up a barn, getting another barn, expanding and expanding, you forget what life, what matters really most in life. Relationships are gone. Your relationship with me is gone. You were keeping up and storing everything for earthly desire, earthly possession, and you forgot what is most important, eternal. Eternity with me. And that time came. And our biggest concern is no longer what we left behind, but what lays before us. It's eternity. What lays for us. Whatever you earn now, you cannot take it to heaven. I'm sorry to tell you that. Your nice shoes, you can take it to heaven. Your iPhone 7 Plus, you can take it to heaven. It doesn't work. There's no signal. Your, the degree that you're holding to, the promotion that you, that, that you got with trampling on people, the, you can take them to heaven. Students, let me hear... Hear your pastor, students. I'm not saying be lazy. Okay? I'm not saying uh, do not be studious in school. You have to. That is your season. That is a season in your life now. But know why you're doing it. Yes, it's for yourself. Yes, it's for a good future. But know that you're doing it to glorify God. Because that is the season that you're in now as a student. Be studious. Obey your parents. Do not be that, like that person that you go, okay, uh, the pastor said, uh, forget about being studious. No. God would reward you. Your reward is already fixed in heaven. Verse 21, So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. What made this rich man a fool is the wrong way of him handling his riches. He treasured more of God's rewards than God himself. He looked forward to God's reward and enjoyed it rather than enjoying His presence in His life. God's presence is His life. What are you living for? What are you living for? Why did you come to church? Because I have a big, uh, a big um, deal tomorrow that I have to close. Or because, because I'm going to lay down to a, to a nice girl tomorrow and uh, I need to get God's blessing. What is the position of our heart? What is the condition of our heart? Living just for earthly possession affect, affects a person's eternal position. If our heart is not right, if our not, heart is not focused on God, we would lose, lose Him all together. Lose enjoying eternity with Him. Lose enjoying real joy. Temporary things would make us happy. Happy. 
With a new phone, you're happy for a while. Then it gets old. With a new with new clothes, you feel good for a while. Then when when it's kind of, when it looks worn, you would want more. Have nothing against social media. Social media can be used for good. But then sometimes because of social media, we tend to envy a lot. Buti pa siya, bago na naman yung suot niya. Buti pa siya, bago yung kotse niya. Yung kotse ko, two days old na. We tend to compare. Everything is well, everything is good, everything is okay. Then we start comparing. It exposes our nature of our heart. Paul said in 1 Timothy, they are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up the treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. What is life for us? What, what is life? Money can never give life. It can never give life. Hello? Jesus and only Jesus is life. He doesn't just give life, but He is life. You want joy? Jesus is joy. You want sanity in this world? Jesus is life. Jesus is not temporary. Jesus is for eternity. Enjoying His presence is eternity. Whatever comes your way, whatever, whatever you have, whether in need, whether in, 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 in plenty, if Jesus is there, you are complete. Jesus makes us complete. Knowing this, Jesus then gave, gave us some applications. Three, three main applications that we can get, get out of this parable. First, do not worry. Do not worry. Everybody say, do not worry. In Luke 12, 22 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about what your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Do not worry. Do not worry. I think most of you would be the same like, like in our household. Whenever we talk about money, whether in plenty or in lack, the atmosphere in the house kind of changes. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? That's true, right? Whether we, whether we try to tiptoe around uh, talking about money, or we need more money, or we need to pay this, or a bill is coming up, or a miss savings. The, 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 the atmosphere kind of changes in the, in the house. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I love, I love how God uses a lowly raven. Okay? Raven. You know what's a raven? Raven is a rat with wings. Yuck. Yes. I'm sorry. It's, it's really yuck. It's like a rat with wings. How many of you, you love to have a raven as a pet? No, no one. They're like rats with wings. Nobody wanted them as pets. Nobody goes out and go, I'm going to go bird watching for ravens. They're the lowest of the low. And guess what? God uses the ravens to remind us that He would take care of you and I. He would remind the lowest of the low. You, you want lowest pa? Ipis, cockroach. You want lowest pa? Ants. If God would supply for all their needs, what more for you and I? That He gave His one and only begotten Son to give us eternal life. What more? What for? For food, for clothing on our back, 
Why worry? Why worry? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Why worry? It makes your hair white. Why worry? It makes your it's ma- it adds to your wrinkles. Why worry? You could lose your hair worrying. Why worry? Instead of worrying, pray. Instead of worrying, go to God's promises. In Philippians 4, verse 6, he says here, Do not be anxious, do not be anxious of anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Before your requests get answered, be grateful. Turn to God and say, Thank you, Lord. Whatever is my situation, thank you, God. A grateful heart. Heart that is full of gratitude towards a living God. Do not worry. Next, know what is valuable. What is truly valuable. What is important. What matters most. Is it life? Is it the food that we eat? Is it our body? Or is it what we will wear? Don't caught up with what the world tells is important. It's not how they would look at you. It's not how people would and should perceive. It's not your status in Facebook. It's not your status in life. It's not your bank account. It's not the how many zeros or lesser than decimal zeros in your bank account. That should not be your security. That should not be your security. If you know you have a relationship with God, you're secured with God. There's no insurance, there's no assurance, there's no company that can insure your relationship with God. But only you. Only you. Knowing that you have that relationship with Him. Your identity is not based on the food that you eat or the clothes that you wear. I always remind this, remind my two boys, especially my two boys. And then my, my, my six-year-old, Lara, I have to start reminding her now. You know, one time, we um, went to a um, toy kingdom. And, uh, and, and, and she was blessed with, uh, with a certain amount from, from the grandmother. So she was buying stuff. And she was buying, what she was buying was actually big. When she went to the counter, she saw a small boy with a small car. You know what she did? She proudly said, Dad... Can I have my big toy? Letting that small kid hear what she was saying. It's ingrained in our hearts, church. It's either we, we feel like we're so envy of, we start to compare, or we tend to, we tend to be greedy and show others, look, I have more. What is most important is your relationship with God. Then your ex- relationship with family. Then your relationship with this church. What matters most? What matters most? Jesus is life. He is life. Matthew 6, 33, verse 34 said, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Last um, application that I got is move in generosity. Move in generosity. Jesus modeled compassion. And as a church, we have to be in the forefront of compassion. It's not one thing that we... It's not on a checklist or on a bucket list that you do. 
But it's primary. It is asked by God from each one of us. We, we should enjoy living by giving. I learned this from my dad, from my parents, but primarily from my dad. My dad uh, rose from the ranks. He didn't have much. All throughout his life, he had to study. He's a, uh, what do you call that if you're a student and you study? Working student. He's a working student until he got his, his CPA. He's a CPA. He's a, he's a certified public accountant. He worked his way up. And when he had already some, he was already investing, he, already, he was already earning, he made sure that even that his brother and his stepsisters, step-siblings, would get more than what he got. Technically, he was working for them. There was actually one time that we, we, we questioned my dad already. We questioned our dad. He said, you know, I, I think it's already unfair that our, my, my tita or my, my, my uncle would get this first. They would... They were, the, they were first to get a car while we were commuting. And then they had a nice van, but we were in our Tamarau FX. Okay, Tamarau FX with the rest of the goods that my dad was selling. Okay? We, were, we were together with, 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 what, with what he was sharing in the back. We, we, we complained to him. You know what? You know what he told us? He told us, it's okay. In due time. It's not our time yet. I was blessed. So that the family would be blessed first. And later on, we would be actually enjoying much more when it's our time. I learned that from my dad. We have to move in generosity. Verse 33. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourself with money bags that do not grow old with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. I remember the story of um, a good friend I came to know it just early this year. Um, God has blessed them a lot. They they well taken care of. But then, both in their middle age, they weren't blessed with children. Their own children. What they did is they got involved in an, in an NGO for children. When we were talking to them in, in one of the camps, and they said, you know, and I said, Sayang, sayang that God did not bless you with your own children. I was so surprised when they answered me back and said, You know, Pastor, it's okay. It's okay that God didn't bless us. Now we knew that our blessing, the blessing that we're earning, is actually for a lot more children. Can you imagine if we have children, we would only providing for them. But now we provide for hundreds of children. Because they weren't looking and they weren't comparing. They weren't asking God, I don't have this, but rather, Lord, thank you for giving us a lot, a grateful heart, a heart that shares. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We're the recipients, church. We're the recipients of the best gift ever. We're the recipients of the greatest gift nobody can give or nobody can get, which is the life of our Lord Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Can I ask everybody to stand up? Let's pray. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Have I been a good steward of your money? What have been I asking for? 
If you have to repent, simply repent. He won't take it upon you. He doesn't count all our faults. Jesus came here not to condemn us, but to save us. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you exemplify what you teach. Lord, that in this parable, Lord God, the nugget of truth again points back to our heart. Set our heart aligned to yours. Set our focus to you and you alone. Let your very presence, Lord God, be that joy, that complete joy that is already in us. Lord, I pray, Lord, for my brothers and my sisters. Lord, that we would have a grateful heart, a heart that would honor you, a heart that would say, thank you, Jesus, and be grateful in everything, in everything. Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord. Lord, we pray. Lord, I pray in behalf of my brothers and sisters that, that we repent, Lord God. If we tend to look at others and compare ourselves. Lord, right now, Father, I pray, Lord, for restoration. Maybe some of you in this room right now, you feel like you've been cheated. You've been robbed of things that you, you think are yours, but it was... It, they were taken away. The Lord is restoring it right now. Whether it be material, spiritual, the Lord is restoring it right now. Let restoration happen because a relationship is now restored. Father, I even pray, Lord, for families, Father. Families that, 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 that were destroyed. Relationships that were destroyed because of earthly, material things, Father. Restore it right now. I pray for your mercy and your grace. Lord, even pray, Lord, for each one of us who heard this message, Lord God. Lord, that we be able to forgive and rather look on others' fault. We would give mercy where mercy is due. We would show love first because at the end of the day, we're the greatest recipient, recipients of your love. Father, I pray, Lord, for my brothers and my sisters right now. If you are in debt, if you, if you see your debt as something that's holding you down, I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Let you not be held down and be accountable to just mere sense and numbers or, 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 or money, Father. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, for breakthroughs to happen. Lord, I pray, Lord, if, 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 if this is a, an ending or a cycle, Father, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. Never, never are we again to be the tails, but we are heads. Father, Lord, let us not be uh, lenders or, 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 borrow, or borrowers anywhere, but let us be lenders, Lord God. Let us be, let, let us be those persons that will cheerfully give over and above, sacrificially give. Because what we hold most dear, what matters more to us is our relationship with you. And Father, I pray, Lord, as a church, you would use us not just to prosper ourselves and our family, but even to prosper this nation. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would use each and every family in this room right now for generosity. Lord, that, they, that we, will, we will move people closer to you because of our generous giving. And Father, I pray, Lord, 
for the greatest gift to never depart our heart, our relationship with you. Lord, thank you, for indeed we are grateful. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that our lives, all our lives, even the generation and generations to come, Lord God, would give you all the glory. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.